0: Welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Fixing to Talk Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Brown, and today we've got a pair of WBL player interviews. That's right. We are beginning a series of interviews where we will have discussions with players from the WBL Whiffleball League in Massachusetts, South Shore Zone Wiffleball League. Uh, but before we get to those interviews, make sure you like and subscribe, follow on Twitter. Make sure you go follow the Cool Zone Pod with Jonathan Sullivan and Nick Brown, the Foxborough Files with Dan Roach, Zach Lacey, and Mike Ayula, as well as Mouth and Off Radio. And without further ado, let's get to it. All right, joining me now is a, one of the best fielders in the league, without a doubt. And developing into one of, the- one of the best. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> and he's also developing into one of the best all-around players in the league. That would be one of the originals, Marcus Latif. Marcus, how you doing? Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. So before we we get this player interview going. I do want to list off your career accolades your career stats since we do have those available Mm, to us. So you enter 2021 with a career 427 OBP and a 3.01 ERA you've hit 48 home runs over the past five seasons. Uh, it would be higher, obviously, if we recorded home runs from the start. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day, <laughs> you were the you were the 2019 most improved player, and you, uh, and your your claim to fame, as some might say, three time Gold Glover. All three years Yay. the Gold Glove has existed, you have taken it Yay. home: 2018, 2019, and 2020. And last year, you had a 408 OBP to go along with a 392 ERA. Good. It was good. Uh, in, Solid. En route, route to that, that championship run where you fell one pitch short to uh, <clears throat> the hex. Tough.
1: Uh, Tough, man. Tough. Yeah. Strong, man.
0: But let, me, let me start off the player interview by saying asking you a question. It might be the easiest, but it could be the hardest one. Who is right. Mark Latif?
1: Mark Lateef is that guy you want on your squad when it comes down to it all, man. Gives you it all. He's honest. And he's always hustling. Working hard. Mm -hmm. Training. You know, I got my off days. I'm lifting off of the oh, WBL. Oh, big Obviously, dog. Big dog. Working on, <laughs> working on my acceleration. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But, I don't know, I'm just fun, fun teammate. You know, I hype up my teammates all the time. Big, big on communication. You know, I'm constantly saying everything out loud. Comms are important. I learned that through, you know, my call of duty days. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. Right. And, you know. You know, it's just nothing. Nothing beats hustling, working hard and just hoping for the best, you know, never getting your head down. You know, Mm -hmm. you can have stretches of just bad games, but it happens and you just keep your head up. Mm -hmm. So now talk to me
0: about your sports background.
1: What sports were you playing growing up over the years? Oh, okay. I mean, I essentially I was just a soccer player with a little bit of background for basketball. But, like, I, I did all soccer. I played club soccer for, like, my whole youth. Uh, it was essentially, like, it took up all my time, if you guys remember. I was never around for, like, five straight years. So I was tournament after the other. I was in a new new city, new state, just playing with kids that I wasn't really friends with. But So, soccer a lot. I was just really all that. And then basketball I played throughout, you know, school until high school. And then – That was it for that. But like with the guys on the street, it was always, we were always playing sports. I kind of learned all of the other sports through you guys. So I got, I got an all around touch on many sports, you could say. Mm. So it's cool. I appreciated that.
0: Now you obviously, as I mentioned, one of the original members of the WBL founding father an OG as some would say. Yeah. I love that. When we were getting this whole thing started what were your first first thoughts about the wbl when we kind of made it happen
1: like when we originally went to the fields in spring and that stuff no no no, no. i'm talking about Dan's back in the backyard, day yard
0: the original mm. when we
1: first started
0: playing the wbl officially i used 20, to love that 2013 I mean...
1: what were your thoughts going into that We didn't have a lot of people, so it was a very Mm -hmm. private setup. But for us growing up, it felt like it was everything. And like good enough for us, we were all super competitive. So it actually made it interesting rather than it just being like a joke. So and it was a sport I I didn't play. So I I got to use other skills from other sports and incorporated them like, I don't know. That's why I I don't know. I I use my athleticism more so than anything when I play with ball and I just got better at it so it was fun for me more than anything because it was just a whole new sport and we used tennis balls which was really <laughs> now, cool now
0: now you're pre-dating the wbl people, if we're really talking about it. that was people the, don't even know <laughs> we, we would play tennis baseball in yeah. the driveway i mean those yep. were the
1: holy shit days remember when we played on the street itself with catchers oh yikes man you're yeah, we crazy yeah, but that's evolved though. Let me tell you, man, we got like triple the amount of people now. We have real fields. We have rules. We have stats. We have an app. We have YouTube. Like we, you know, we haven't gone too far, but we've gone very far in retrospect.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you are a proud member of the Dominican Republic Snowflakes. As yes, sure. sir. And what What do you enjoy most about playing with the Snowflakes?
1: Ah. Uh... That's a good question. We, As opposed to the joke last year, we definitely have the best vibe around all around in the ball club. You know, we just, I don't know, we got good relationships all around. You know, me and Billy's relationship, you know, the like coup. Cool, you know, you got me and Zach, Zach and DR, and then me and DR. And now DR and Billy are starting to become friends. So it's cool. We got good vibes all around. <clears throat> good all around you know, like, attributes, so, like, a good all-around team from all that. And just – we all show up, which is the most important thing. Like, we're always there. We communicate with each other. So,
0: Mm.
1: you know, I can't complain about the boys.
0: Now, if you could take over as team captain for one day, who would be the one player in the league that you would
1: trade for? It it has to be, like, realistic, of course, right?
0: No. No. Just – and you, um, i don't need and you don't have to tell me who you would have to give up to get this player i just you you can trade for any player in the league who are you trading for
1: well i mean solely off of that kind of question i would want to trade for matt because you know he's likely the best pitcher we got and with his baseball background his hitting his hitting is proven and his fielding's very good But if I were to take a realistic approach to things where you'd have to take maybe someone that's like their second or third best player from a team, uh, I would think that I'd show some interest in someone like, this is tough. We that's want why, see, that's why my I didn't,
0: team... uh, that's why I didn't want to ask a realistic question. <laughs>
1: uh in the in the sense that maybe my team needs some clutch hitting. That's probably what we lack in right now. Like mm-hmm. the most of all of our attributes. Or yeah, pitching, I guess, but I don't really know. I'd want mm, Miller. Mm, Sully. Sully. Oh Sully stays swinging. That's good. He's mm-hmm. a lefty. Right. Yeah. He's a lefty. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. would be a good choice actually get a left, not a lefty. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: <laughs> obviously, without me in the league, rivalries are on the uh, downward trend. Uh, but if who would you say is your biggest rival in the league? And I'll preface this by saying you can answer this from a snowflakes perspective like, who is the snowflakes' biggest rival or who is your per- individual personal rival? And that's with you not included? I mean, if you really want to include me, you can include me. I mean, I mean... <laughs> in terms
1: of the WBL, I, would own, I don't have a necessary rival. In other leagues we play in, I could have more of a rival situation. Mm-hmm. But if I were to choose one for the Snowflakes as a whole, as a team, it would probably be the Bums. I don't know. They just – you know that they got that little ego going and they just talk a lot and they and they practice like five times a week it's just like they got it coming to them uh the other teams are a little more humble and quiet so you don't got beef with them so much Mm -hmm. a specific player right now would have to probably be nick he talks a lot of crap and uh You know, he was making some calls for the game that before it was his game. And then my old team was coming at his neck after. So Nick is the likely of them right now. (laughs) I guess it just runs in the family, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. All right. Now, if you
0: could be commished for a day, so if you could take over and fill my shoes for a day, what would be the first thing that you would change about the WBL? Hmm.
1: First thing I would change, <sighs> I think. Oh, this is tough. Hmm. I think it would have to do with a rule that is now a little cloudy, and it had to do with what happened last weekend, necessarily. Mike rounded third. DR was on the mound with the ball, possessing it after someone got a hit. So Mike was, like, getting two-third from the hit. And then he just kind of did that little thing where you jog after, and then you go back to the base. You know, every baseball player does it. And DR was on the mound. So, you know, we usually call that, like, dead, you know, continuation onto the next pitch. But then once DR turned his back to him while he was already on the mound, then Mike just bolted to home. Hmm. And it was a very gray area. And then that's where Nick came in and was like, Oh, he can do that. And we we argued with him for like minutes about it and we ended up just giving him the run. All right. Yeah. Well
0: definitely that's definitely something I can take into consideration going forward. I wish I would have had the the game film to to see it, but obviously Mother Nature wanted no part of me being able to see that for myself.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: it, it is what it is. Uh, we'll, For sure. we'll, we'll try and look into that in the future. Cool. Uh, my, I want to circle back to you now. What's yeah. one area of your game that you want to improve on the most going forward?
1: I would say I, I actually was – before this past weekend, I would have said pitching – just because I don't do it a lot and I don't have a like a large arsenal pitches, Mm -hmm. but this past weekend I did something different with my pitching and it wasn't an accident. It just started happening. And then I was like, Oh, this actually is working really well. And so I ended up having a pretty solid day all around. So I, I think I can continue with that and see what happens. So I would actually have to say probably hitting for power. I, I hit more for contact and it's almost accidental. I think it's just something to do with me pulling my head out. I don't know what it is, but i have the i have like the ability to hit for power and i have good swing speed i just I mean you up...
0: won the damn home run derby you fucking beat me you asshole
1: <laughs> yeah that was great i love that last year but definitely not but... triggered or anything no be... <laughs> 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 but i don't know like i just hit i hit things a lot into the ground or straight and the only times this year that i've actually hit them up we've been playing against rain and wind so like the the home runs are like so low. I just, you know, hitting for power would be it for me.
0: Yeah.
1: The elements have definitely been tough for you guys. Power numbers
0: obviously are very low for what they would normally be. Oh, um, yeah. Now, you're well aware that the expansion team is going to be beginning play later Second on half. this year. Yep. yep. What are you, knowing what you know about them,
1: what are your expectations for them coming into the season? Now, all I do know is that their mics, like, family, friend, kids, like, I don't know, teenagers, whatever they are. So they're going to, they're going to be excited, which is cool. So they're probably going to like, you know, look up to us a little too, because we're all older than them. So we have to put that into consideration and they're probably going to try their asses off to beat us and prove themselves. And I, it's cool because it's going to be a, it's going to be a longer season, I think, right. More teams, mm-hmm. and a better opportunity for a like a larger playoff bracket. So all to it, in my opinion. Maybe they can have friends that end up wanting to play too. We'll see. So, circle of life.
0: And that's what just that's, new people that's exactly. love.
1: Take All it. right. Now,
0: I got to put you on the spot here. Sure. I'm going to ask you a bunch of rapid fire questions. Okay. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and we're going to see how many of these you can answer. What kind of questions am I like answering? Uh, it's not trivia, it's just like, in general questions you'll see okay
1: are they like opinionated questions or are like real answers i think you'll get the point of it when you hear the first right, question go
0: ahead, go ahead. all right go ahead. <laughs> you're trying to get you're going to it's you're, you're getting too deep into this man just, I just, don't just play fail along you. i don't want to fail you <laughs> and we'll see if you fail me okay i'm ready <laughs> all right what tv sitcom family would you be a member of
1: tv sitcom family mm-hmm uh friends what store do
0: you shop at the most uh nike what supply in your house is running low tp if you could be any nationality what would it be lebanese baby (laughs) what is the most delightful word you can think of
1: extravagant what is your least favorite beverage Dr. Pepper.
0: If you were stranded on a tropical island, what two things would you want with you?
1: Water and food. If you were running for office, what
0: would your campaign slogan be? Imagine you voted for me. (laughs) (laughs) oh god that was good you did good that was that was a very good round love to hear it Uh, so i got one more question for you before we get you on out of here all right cool what is your favorite part about playing in the wbl that keeps bringing
1: you back year after year i think the fact that Not only is it really competitive amongst us and it it doesn't get too serious, but it's serious enough where it actually makes us want to keep playing, but more so that like, we're all pretty close. So it doesn't feel like you're going to play against strangers. You know, you get to like, go be with your boys for a day. Like even if we don't really hang out or talk much throughout the week, you know, I get to go see them once a week, hang out for like a handful of hours in the sun, just like enjoying ourselves music. So it's just a good time, man. It's just like a, it's just an excuse for the guys to get together and just we make it into a game almost, you know. Mm. I so. can spec that for sure. Do
0: you have any final thoughts
1: before we uh, wrap this up here? Uh, just just uh, excited for the second half of this first part, seeing uh, where we're gonna go. Really, you know, my team has the most runs scored, but also the most runs against, and hopefully we can turn that runs against around make a run for that second spot first spot in the playoff all righty sounds good Marcus I appreciate you hopping on we'll
0: see you down the road all right for sure man thanks for having me on. of course joining me now is the former commissioner of the WBL one of the best all-around players in the league most importantly my brother Nick Brown
2: Nick how you doing I'm feeling great this afternoon happy to be here looking for a fun time
0: yeah so uh Before we get going with the player interview, I do want to list off your career stats and accolades, which uh, we're going to try and do right this time. Take two. Uh, So you come into 2021 with a career 517 OBP to go along with a 2.71 ERA. You have 168 home runs in the past five seasons. Would be higher if we kept track of that number from the start. Uh, but we only have the past five seasons of home runs. You were the 2018 most improved player, uh, the 2019 Doodoo Glove Award winner for worst fielder in the league. That, we'll, we'll cut that part. Uh, I, I said it. And you are a two-time former WBL champion, having won the league title in 2014 and 2018. But I think the one that you may or may not be the most happy about is the fact that you are a 2020 class hall of famer Mm, that's quite the honor Mm -hmm. and last year you had a four six nine obp to go along with a four nine
2: six era i mean look it's not it wasn't my best year last year but um we're on to better... Everybody's got down year, man. You know, it's fine. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Yeah,
0: it happens. It happens. So, I want to okay. kick things off here with an open-ended question. So, it might okay. be the easiest for you. might be the hardest. Oh, geez.
2: Sure. Who is Nick Brown? Oh, my God. Am I back in school? This is a, this is a question. Uh, I guess, uh, it, pertaining to the WBL, um, I am a long time coach you'll uh, I mean, you'll notice uh, my guys call me coach. And I think that's because uh, the reputation I've gained with the guys on my team. Now that we're doing teams, uh, they know that I'm always looking out to improve their game. You know, I'm the type of, I don't want to say mentor yet. Cause I'm obviously still playing, but like, <laughs> I think I have that mentor mentality where, you know, DS goes out and he does something um, like, let's say in two at bats, DS hits a home run. Uh, and then he you know hits a pop fly or whatever. when he comes back in the dugout I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shower him with praise uh, for the home run. I'm gonna say, hey like here's what you can do that you did on that that bat where you hit that pop up. you know what I mean um, It's not to say I'm never gonna congratulate my players, but um, I think the way I've always played for myself and with the teams now um, is I'm always looking to improve. I'm always trying to find, new ways to improve and in a less dramatic sense, reinvent myself on the field. Um, I think that more so applies to pitching, but even in the box, I, I think I'm always trying to, and whether people notice it or not, I'm always trying to find new ways to improve my game. Um, I, I, I take this very serious. I'm very passionate about this league. Um, I think if you asked anybody else, they'd probably tell you, I probably care more than anybody else about this league. Um, But I mean, who am I? I mean, I'm just a competitor at the end of the day. Um, And that, that compete that I have, that compete level that burns in my heart um, for wiffle ball in this league. uh, That is what makes me the type of player that I am. Um, You know, and of course uh, winning is the most fun thing. In my opinion, but you know, I do like to have a good time out there too. I love when we're able to crack jokes when you know DR is not in a shitty mood and he's out there having a good time and his bare feet on the field and uh cracking jokes, trolling everybody, doing like you know, I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, my mission with the WBL from day one it was always to create a space where washed up people can come together and both have a sense of fun and enjoyment and a level of competition Uh, being that most people in the league are out of school or out of, you know, serious organized athletic competition. I always wanted this to be a place for people to like sarcastically care way too much about and like game plan for kind of like I do. And, you know, I think we've kind of built that environment. So that's what I'm most proud of. And I think that is all just, all everything that I've just kind of said comes from that type of player that I am. Um, and like the type of person and personality I am on the field. Now, uh, you
0: got ahead of yourself a little bit in answering one of my future questions, uh, as you always seem
2: to do. I'm just good at this. Hi, what can I say?
0: Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and ask that question. So, when we were putting together the wbl at first because you are one of the original members founding fathers ogs what were your thoughts when you first
2: heard about the wbl being put together oof um i mean i think at this point we were what this is like 2013 i think we're referencing yep so god that's eight years ago it's crazy to think it's been eight years but Uh, That, that puts me at what some point in like early high school or something like that, I believe might actually be freshman year in high school. I mean, as soon as the idea came up, because obviously, as you know, the listeners probably know since they're all probably part of it, but um, we were always a group of friends on Franklin Hunt to be doing leagues together. And When the WBL was proposed, obviously this was at a time where we were still playing tennis baseball. And, of course, we grew up and got stronger and we had to change. And once wiffle ball came at first, it kind of sucked. I think we all can admit that um, the transition from tennis ball to wiffle ball wasn't exactly wicked fun at first. But um, once we gave it a chance and we really bought in and started to kind of create something that could be more entertaining to us in a sport where we kind of felt like it was devaluing the fun. Um, You know, we started to really find ways to have a lot of fun with it and uh, create a lot of good memories and good moments on the field. So, I mean, at first, obviously I was a little bit weary, but at the same time, as far as a league, the league as a whole, I mean, I was pumped. I mean, this was right up our alley. It was just more of what we were doing in an even better way. And um, I think going forward from there, it it just the the interest level that I had going like year to year to year as time went on just kept increasing. And uh, that's what led to some of the decisions I ended up pushing for um, later on in the years for the WBL. Yeah, I mean,
0: going back to what you were saying about the tennis baseball days, I mean, we, we kind of de- devalued wiffle ball as like a step down below tennis baseball when we really should have seen it as a, a chance to, to take the next step. Like you,
2: Well, were- so you, you got to think, right? Uh, we're what, 13, 14, 15, whatever, like in our young teenage years. And, you know, we're being told, oh, you got to start, you know, you got to start doing something or you got to start hitting the ball Less far in, you know, in throwing the ball less hard. And that's not fun. You know, you're at that age, you want to be throwing wicked hard, you want to be hitting absolute bombs. And so when we were forced to make that change into something where, you know, I, I, I actually, I remember the first time we tested out wiffle ball in the driveway, we were like, how far can we even hit these things? <laughs> and uh, we could barely get them from our driveway right in front of the garage to past one of the trees in Dan Sakes' front yard. So uh, right from the jump, that's why we were like, oh, man, this is going to suck. But we were like, well, you know, let's not use yellow bats. That was the very first thing. Uh, The yellow bats, I still am a hater of the yellow bats. Um, I think that ruins a lot of the fun of the game because those things suck. But, you know, we uh, like I said, we we just had to give us some time. We We should have been trying to be more creative from the jump with it. But, hey, you know, we are. We, we are where we are now and I think uh, I wouldn't change how that uh, came to be. Uh, now next I want to talk about your sports background. So
0: I obviously <clears throat> know all about that. Oh, yes. Let, let the people know. What was your sports background growing up?
2: Well, let's see. Um, from a very young age, I, I apparently had an affinity for basketball. I, basketball to this day will always be um, one of the best sports that I enjoy the most to watch and play. So obviously I've been playing basketball a long time, played baseball for a long time ever since the T-ball days. And then even played soccer when I was a young John. Um, but obviously that didn't last too long. Uh, people forget I retired officially from soccer. It was the talk of the town. Everybody knew that I was retiring from youth soccer, but then I came back. I was recruited and I came out of retirement, Brett Favre style in about eighth grade for one last hurrah. Uh, not not enough people uh, give me the recognition and then uh, the appreciation for that season because I was a stud goaltender. People forget. Mike Ayula couldn't do the job. He couldn't do the job as the goaltender for Rockland youth soccer like B team or something. And so I came out of retirement to be a stud goaltender for the B team in youth soccer, okay? I just that's it's important. It's a very important part of my history. Did you win anything? Uh I think we won a grand total of one game but it was the the we it, that was only because we had two kids from the A team come down and play for us but hey don't worry about that that's not important mm-hmm. um I mean yeah look I think my best sport has always been baseball and I think that's what's led to a lot of my success in the WBL It's just the natural um you know transition from baseball to wiffle ball obviously it takes time to get acquainted with The intricacies of how to throw a wiffle ball, the movement and whatnot, uh, and not and also fielding a wiffle ball, you know, no gloves, stuff like that. But um, while I enjoyed playing basketball more, I think I was ultimately better at baseball than anything else, Um, whether it was pitching, hitting all all around. I think I was I was better that way, but I enjoyed playing basketball more. It's just more tense to me. Um, But, yeah, I was always pretty Good at like, um, I remember I've been pitching for as long as I can remember, uh, ever since the little league and maybe even in the minors. Um, and then our dad turned me into a catcher because coach's son just had to pitch, um, at like the little league level because apparently he had a cannon and he was sick of him being underutilized as a catcher. God forbid. Uh, shout out Tyler King, he was a hard throwing john back in the day i think he's out having babies already and married so retrospect if you're somehow listening that you are um but yeah i I, after that i caught for like a few more years uh into like junior league ball and then once i went to high school um i didn't want to pitch i never wanted to pitch in high school but if you know me i pitched in high school they had nobody who could pitch they had one freshman i think two freshmen tried out to pitch one of them made the varsity team and one of them made the freshman team. And they were like, hey guys, we, we need some pitching. Has anybody ever pitched like ever, ever? And I was like, damn it. Well, so yeah, that happened. But I mean, when I was a kid, man, let me tell you, I was afraid of the ball. Um, and I, you, you probably know, I, I, I tend to shy away from contact um, or like confrontation at least um, in most sports, but man, when I was younger, I was so afraid of getting hit by a pitch. Um, it, it like dragged my hitting down. Cause all I was worried about was, am I going to get hit by a pitch? I wasn't trying to hit the ball. I was trying to not get hit by the ball. Mm. Um, and that, that ended up like the mentality, I think just, um, I think it, I don't want to say it made me too much worse, but I think it just kind of, it, uh, it held myself down. Um, especially at my, with my approach at the plate. But um, I mean, yeah, I played – I think I played more baseball than anything else. It's crazy, all the summer baseball, fall baseball, and then town league baseball, high school baseball, so much baseball for a sport that I repeatedly at my at a younger age just claimed to not like or at least not as much as basketball, and I never would go play AAU basketball. I,
0: I never understood that
2: dude For it's because
0: like you who claim to love basketball as much as you do you never played and you, I don't think you really played did you even play travel basketball oh yeah oh yeah okay but you... it was
2: it was town town yeah. league but like travel yeah I was yeah I did okay um but I
0: I know you played holy family in middle school just like I did but yeah. I that was the one thing that always blew my mind was you didn't play AAU like
2: anything. It was, it was a confidence thing. I was not confident enough in my game and I never really became confident until probably around junior, senior year in high school. And it still wasn't really enough for me to make a big enough impact in in my opinion, Mm -hmm. but um, not only on the court, but just like from a team perspective, I I hated the idea of playing basketball or really any sport with people that I didn't know. Like the concept of making new friends was like such a hindrance to joining a new team that I just refused to do it. The one time I actually did try to play AU, it was because there were a couple kids um, from Rockland that I knew were also going to be on the team. And that's, but the team just ended up falling apart and nothing ever happened of it. Um, But all like the town league and travel league stuff were with kids I knew already. So it wasn't a problem for me, but like going into a new group of people and not being comfortable in that atmosphere and that environment, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it it kept me from doing it. And it's, it's up there on the list of regrets uh, for sure. And I remember I talked with my uh, – I had a talk with my old high school baseball coach uh, last summer. He was, he was out scouting or watching a, a game that I ended up being at, like a Legion or uh, Cranberry League baseball game, uh, Coach Dolan. And uh, I talked to him. And I was like, you know, I forget I, – I, I really regret not taking like baseball or basketball more seriously. And he was like, yeah, you know, like if you had really put your mind to it, like you probably could have like went played somewhere, you know, I'm not out here trying to say I was going to be like, you know, top recruit in the country or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, for not really having anything else at the time that I cared more so about than sports, it is really strange to wonder how I or why I just didn't like make it everything. Since it practically already was, I was constantly doing some sort of sport and I don't know why I just never really took it the next step to just making it, you know, a hundred percent of my life instead of like 90 or so. Mm -hmm. And if I had just done that, like if I had, like, if I had like gotten to the gym in high school or whatever and gotten in better shape, gotten stronger because what, dude, when I was a senior, I felt so weak. Swinging those bats. My bat speed was so slow. I was getting, I was getting struck out by like uh, Coach Earl at batting practice. Like he was, he was, he's, he's known to kind of zip his pitching and BP. So, I mean, he didn't really give me much help, but like I couldn't, I could, I, I had trouble catching up to that John sometimes. Mm. And uh, I couldn't hit and run for my life either. I couldn't hit to the opposite field at all. Um, I had, I just had no bat speed. And I always wondered, like, man, if I was like, if I was like a little stronger, if I had just like worked out at that time, maybe like could have been a better hitter or something or just a better athlete in general. But yeah, I would say definitely up the top of the list of regrets is not taking sports seriously enough to actually go to college for it. Because I mean, when I went to college, I was like, yeah, business, sure. But like, I didn't really care about it. I didn't really have a passion for it, but I had a passion for sports as most people like in our group and our age tend to have some sort of passion for it. That that's really what it was for me. And I just didn't act upon it. Um, and I wish I had, because I would have loved to go play collegiate sports. I don't mm-hmm. care at what level. Yeah. I would have loved to go do that. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I have to echo a lot of those sentiments. Uh, obviously my career parallel kind of isn't quite the same in terms of, I did take my sports seriously, as you know, And it was more so injuries that cost me the chance to really reach my potential in time to have a chance to go play somewhere in college. Um, But I mean, I do have my regrets as well. Like I wish I could have played football with pads and a helmet and tried that out. But I, when I, at that age, I would have gotten snapped in half in no time. So Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's that, Uh, but I, I, I've always said for you, it was always a confidence thing. You just never felt like you had the, the self-confidence where as soon as something went wrong for you, you were, you were toast mentally. And you you've, you've, you've come a long way since then. Obviously you're not really playing competitive sports outside of our neighborhood leagues right now um, because of the pandemic, but I, I've seen you grow. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that for you. Oh. Huh? That might be the one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Yep. Don't don't act like you're going to get more of them. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. I'll take that win for now, dude. <laughs> but uh, let's 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 continue on here. Obviously, you're the captain of the Beanfield Bums. Uh, now so I want to ask you what do you enjoy the most about playing
2: for the Beanfield Bums? Um hmm See, that's a tricky question because I, I, I love just playing in general. I just love the idea of playing with a ball as it is, but, um, you know, I drafted this team for a reason. Uh, not only was it based off of the talent in that was there during the draft, but, um, the, the two guys that I drafted in Jonathan and DS, I knew it was going to make for a fun environment. Uh, I knew they had passion for the league and I knew that they had like, they would make it like a fun time. Like I had no worries about showing up and somebody just being like in a bad, like it was going to be good vibes constantly. So I think the thing that I am that I enjoy the most is just knowing that like, I'm going to show up to the field. We're going to have like a, a fire to win a desire to win every game and but at the same time be able to crack jokes during the game and like because Jonathan and John the DS and I have gotten real close as a group over the past year since we were since we drafted this team last summer and we talk like a lot about not only WBL stuff but um other stuff outside of the league um and I think that is kind of just shown because people often on the field, they see us bicker and like argue with each other. But it's because we all care so much. It's because we all want to win so much is why we're always up and up each other's asses about, you know, trying to like remember to do certain things when Jonathan yells at us for not knowing how many outs there are or getting thrown out on the base paths, or I'm yelling at DS for not swinging hard or swinging decisively. And Jonathan's yelling at me for not running through every pop fly or ground ball, because there could be an error made or something, or, you know, Jonathan and DS going at each other about intentional walks and stuff. Um, I think like, I don't know. And this isn't a slight to anybody else in the league, but I don't know if I could have drafted a team better in the sense that I don't think I could have drafted any two players that I would have enjoyed playing with more than Jonathan and DS. Okay. I, I don't think there's any combo. There are obviously some people who are, would be uh, who I love playing with. Uh, I, I especially love playing with Marcus. Um, I love playing football with him in the past FBL season, but. I think just the dynamic that the three of us and Jonathan and DS and now Sato has come in and he's, I think he's fitted really nicely. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that later, but um, I think Jonathan and DS have really made this easy on me, quite Mm -hmm. frankly.
0: Now, I think it's interesting. You you brought up playing with Marcus because the next question that I'm going to ask you is, obviously you're a team captain you can go out and trade for whoever you would just Mm -hmm. obviously have to get some give something trade away one of your players so the hypothetical that i'm gonna give you now is if you could trade for one player in the league who would it be irregardless of it of being realistic and i don't need to know who you'd have to give up just one player in the league who are you trading for Oh,
2: that's a good question um uh my answer is going to be Matt Cunningham. I I love his game. I I the only thing he lacks in my opinion is just communication. Uh if, if the poor kid could just communicate better with us as a league and his team uh and and showing up a ton, but um when he's around I love I love chatting with him. Uh I love playing with the kid. And uh, I think he's a fantastic player on both sides, so I think he's the whole package. I think, because I think with this question, I I, I initially trying to figure out, all right, well, am I just want to trade for the best player in the league, or like, do I care about you know um, how how I get along and like with? Because I mean, we get along with everybody, right? Um, I don't think there are really that many like true true beefs in the league. Um, but I think the vibe that Matt brings when he's there is uh, something that I would really love to have on the Beanfield Bums in this hypothetical scenario. Now, you, you're just doing me so well with these
0: segues. Talking about beefs, biggest rival in the league. You can answer this from a bum's perspective or an individual perspective, but who would you say is your biggest rival in the league?
2: Well, I'll give you both answers. I'll, I'll give you the the, the best uh, b- best answer of all. I'll give you both. Um, I think the best. uh not sorry, not the best. I think our biggest rival as a team from the bean seal bonds perspective is the snowflakes. Um, and the reason for that is because the bean. Uh, I'm sorry, the the snowflakes. They have this vibe to their team where they they're they, it's like they're they know they're good. Like they're really good and they know it. And I think that is just naturally irritating to teams that previously finished below them. So because we missed the playoffs and they didn't even beat us, you and the Hanks beat us in the first round of the playoffs last year. But because we finished below them. And we think at the end of the day that we're better than them. But to know that like they finished better than us last year and that they think they're better than us. And that's just like kind of the vibe I get from it. Like they're very confident and from their end, there's nothing wrong with that. They should be confident. Um, But I think that confidence just leads us to, I don't want to say jealousy, um, but I, I think it's just like, naturally it comes off that way um it clearly rubs you the wrong way yeah but not in like a super serious sense i don't want like i don't want you or anybody else to think that like i hate their absolute fucking guts um but i think just the fact that the way they handle themselves they are probably the most cocky team in the league um mainly because the hanks don't have a personality uh, and the Coochies are the most carefree team in the league. Well, I took uh, all the personality of that team with me to argue. Well, yes, I think that is very apparent. <laughs> um, so I, I, really, it's really hard to have a rivalry with anybody else from a team perspective because the Hanks and Coochies don't really have much personality. Mm. Um, so I, I, think I, I it kind of just process of elimination, but even if the other two teams did have a personality, I still think the answer would be the same. Um, now, from a player perspective, um, this is this is a this is kind of a tough one. Um, I'm stuck between both Zach and Marcus for different reasons. So Zach is just because he's an opposing captain, he's the top dog, he's the leader of his lap dogs in this league, and obviously he's like, really good at, at whiffle ball. So I think it makes it easy to say, okay, he's he's the rival. And I think that's probably the answer I'm going to go with, but Marcus just brings a certain aspect to it because um, if there's anybody that just runs their mouth the most, it's him. There, Marcus is hands down, when he is doing good, he doesn't, like waste a second to tell you about how good he's doing and to rub it in your face but when he sucks he is silent absolute silent and i think just that like that um what's the word uh, the two different ends of the spectrum in that sense just kind of makes you want to have a rivalry with the kid because it just it, it can be infuriating especially when he's doing so well and he's all up in your face, and he he loves trying to get under my skin. And credit to him, I mean, it's a smart move because it doesn't take much. Um, but he like he'll always love. To, he'll just stare at me, and he'll like flex on me, and he'll like always be like, "Oh yeah, what's up, Nick? What's up?" And you know, at first I'll like try brush, like, but the more he does it, like, I can't like you know, I can't argue. It gets under my skin, so it makes me want to have a rivalry with him the most. <laughs> but um, I I think at the end of the day, it's it's probably Zach for the reasons I said.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, all I have to say to that is if, if, if you're walking the walk, you can talk the talk, but if, if, oh, if, yeah, if you sure. ain't, if you ain't walking the walk at all, you can't talk a bit. And so if, I mean, I can't blame him for doing that. Cause I mean, I was the king of that. I am the king of that. I, yeah, if and, I'm and, doing well, you know about it. Cause you will hear me.
2: And don't get me wrong. As much as I hate it. I also love it. Because it's it would be so boring if mm-hmm. people were just really good like and just didn't like make content or something out of it. What, you know what I mean? So yeah. look, if it's gonna take him infuriating me, if it's against me, to you know, like it's it's a it's a win lose, it's like good the pros and cons, like it's fine. Like I I'm as much as like it it pains me to like realize that. I think from league perspective it's pretty good. Um, you know you, know, you kind of just live with it. I love it and I hate it at the same time.
0: When you have a, a a league player who says they won't hang out with you because until you promise them to to never use your home run chant ever again as you round the bases, that's when you know you've you've done something right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, All I right agree
0: with that. Now I I know you were the commissioner before I took over the reins for you. Right. If you could if you were to take back the commissioner role for one day, what would be the first thing that you would
2: change about the league? Oh my god. I think I have to give you a cop out answer here. I don't oh, really you, you rat. Well, so I mean if I, and again, here's here's the I wish there were an easy answer to this, but if you were assuming that if I were to take commissioner's role, right. And and I would have the power to do something because at the end of the day, the commissioner doesn't really have all that much power in this league. Of course. It's more of a title than a a power. Um, If I were in that situation, I would ban stealing. I absolutely hate it. It's the dumbest thing. And, Everybody is doing it now. Um, I just the the likelihood of getting thrown out stealing has been statistically proven to be so low that it's it's just like a free base. You can hit a single and you have an automatic double. All you got to do is just run. It's so hard to peg people with a wiffle ball. Um, I so that's that's the that's probably the biggest thing that I would do. Other than that, the only other things that I would really try to do as commissioner is just try to get more teams to join the league. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was commissioner, I was a sucker for expansion, hence the 2019 WBL expansion, where we added so many people. Mm -hmm. We we might have doubled the league. I I forget what the – We went
0: from 9 to 15. Something
2: like that, yeah. So, I mean, that's not – In terms of
0: players, not teams, players.
2: (laughs) So I think that's something like a seventy-five percent increase or sixty percent increase. I don't know. Um, I I I I love this league so much, and I've bought into how fun this league can be so much that I just want more people to come experience it, and more people to like in, to enjoy it. Um, and you know, we're at a point where we're running out of time with that depending on who's around like you know it's it matters so much who stays in the area and whatnot but um but yeah i, I guess as that's those were my biggest that was probably my biggest thing when i was commissioner mm-hmm. was trying to expand the league's horizons
0: all right now circling back to you personally what's one area of your game that you want to improve on the most
2: Ooh, um Okay, so let me ask you this: Are we talking about just presently, or overall from like a career perspective? It's like something that I've struggled with uh, from my entire career perspective, or just like right now.
0: Just one area of your game that that right now you want to you you feel like you still need to improve on the most.
2: Hmm, I would say. I would say my accuracy on the mound. Um, I think when I started in the WBL, I wasn't, I was probably the least accurate pitcher in the league. I remember, and I think you probably remember too, I used to throw uh, this slider that would break like from batter's box, from one batter's box to the other. Mm -hmm. And I could not locate this thing for my life every time I tried to start it from really far away, it would just still take off on me or wouldn't slide at all.
0: Yeah. That became me.
2: Yeah. It, it's tough. Um, and it took me a while. I think I had to stop throwing the pitch and try to th- find a different way to throw, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a different way to, um, get strikes uh, on the board. But, you know, in time we worked on that, but I think, there's always, been, um, there's always been improvement to be had for me on the mound. And when I was talking about earlier about like reinventing myself and like trying to improve my game, I think pitching has been the biggest thing that I've tried in recent years to, to kind of like work on because I've mainly been a two-pitch Andy in the league. And I think going into last year and this year, I've really wanted to expand my arsenal um, because the the best pitchers in the league are either knuckleball pitchers or they're pitchers with lots of different pitches, a.k.a. there's Zach, Matt, and Alec, or two of them, Matt and Alec being the knuckleball throwers, and Zach just has a lot of different uh, pitches that do a lot of different things. Um, So I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me has been trying to get more pitches in my arsenal and work on locating them and you know so far this year so good i i worry how things will go once you know hitting starts to come back once mother nature decides to be in the hitters favor again uh the first two weeks it has been a very pitcher friendly uh ballpark so it's kind of helped me in the sense where i just need to try and throw the ball over the plate and throw strikes. So, um, as somebody who's learning new pitches and, um, new ways to throw other pitches from different arm angles, all that nonsense, it's kind of been a little blessing in disguise. So, um, but at the end of the day, there's always work to be done with my pitching more than anything else, I would say.
0: All right. Now you're well aware that the expansion team is set to begin play later on this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, once the second half of the season begins, What are your expectations for the
2: expansion team once they begin play? So going under the impression that what we've been told is true about two of them being spring sport athletes and two of them maybe not be, um, I I think it's really hard to pinpoint what exactly they're going to do when they step onto the field because they got to learn all these new rules. I don't know how much they play wiffle ball at the end of the day. Also, um, if I had to guess, uh, and it's not a fun answer, but I would expect them to be somewhere around average. I think they'll probably struggle in the beginning um, just because they're, you know, new team, new rules and all that. But I think they have the potential to get comfortable in the league. And they're in a really good, good spot in that second half to make a push for the playoffs because the hanks just suck and the rccs are losing their best player for the second half and all they need to do is finish in that third spot and they'll have themselves a playoff spot so i think the for them the playoffs is very attainable uh they just have to be patient with getting accustomed to how we play and they really shouldn't have too much of a problem. I like without Matt, that's more innings for Mike and Paul to have to throw. I like, we saw how, how bad they were without Matt last year. They were like three and nine or something like that. It was bad. So the expansion team who we hope to name at some point as not just the expansion team, It'd be kind of tough if they just called themselves the expansion team for the whole second half, but
0: that would be kind of funny. I mean, if you can have a, a pro football team called the football team, I, I what, what's stopping a wiffle ball team from calling themselves the expansion team?
2: That's true. I just hope they buy into it and they're like, yeah, we're the expansion team, you know, and not just like, oh, you were a team, but like you can call us the expansion team. Like, nah, yeah. nah, 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 fuck that, fuck that. Have some personality, my friends. Uh, my my biggest thing with the expansion team, uh, is I hope I hope they I hope they have fun and it's such a cheesy answer, but I really want them to have a good time. And I really want them to enjoy it because Lord knows we're going to need these kids to stick around. If the, if the league is to, uh, have some longevity because we're going to, we're, you know, it's funny to think about how a lot of us are, we're getting older now and some people are moving on with their careers and their lives and moving out to different places, different spaces. And, um, we're, we're going to have to have some turnover. We're going to need to start scouting and getting some young, young kids in the pipeline, ready to go mm. um, from the minor leagues up <laughs> to the major leagues, essentially. Uh, if the league is to keep operating at a way it, that it has. Um, but nonetheless, I'm a sucker for expansion. So I'm very excited for this expansion team to join. And I'm very curious to see how they do. I'm hopeful for their playoff prospects too. All right.
0: Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here.
2: Might well, be doing that for the past
0: 40 minutes, that's fine. I've got some rapid fire questions for you. You of all people may be familiar with this term, but uh, we're going to put you in the electric chair. Oh, oh great. And, uh, so uh, I
2: assume uh, just quick one word answers or something?
0: Just quick answers. If I ask no ex- for a w- No
2: explanation. No explanation. All right, I'm down.
0: All right, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. We're going to see how many of these you can answer.
2: Oh, Lord. Uh, I hope I get them all.
0: <laughs> all right. What city in America should not be included on a map? Oh.
2: Damn it. This is going to be hard. Uh, uh, Cincinnati. What compliment do people give you the most? Um, um, uh, shit. oh my god, you, you look great?
0: What word would you add to the dictionary if you could? John. What product would you refuse to promote?
2: Uh, 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 what? Oh lord. Soccer.
0: What is your favorite pet's name? Nama. Use one word to describe your computer ability. Savage. If you're plane was about to crash who would you want sitting next to you
2: uh my mom wait that's a terrible answer
0: oh wait, my wait, god. wait, that's a terrible answer i was thinking <laughs> dude, i was thinking like if my, my plane's about to
2: crash like uh, the last moment of my life oh my god i just wish death upon my own mother i'm gonna have to apologize to her that's tough dude that i was stressed you're stressing me out oh my god Uh, I am just going to go on the record. I do not want her on that plane. All right. (laughs) I just wanted to see her one last time before I perished. Okay. Um, if there were one person I'd want on the plane, I would pick the great Kali, obviously. And I would just try to have like, you know, use him as, you know, protection or something. But I didn't get much time to really think about what that question was really
1: asking. So
0: Damn. All right, we're going uh, to move on here. Uh, as we begin to wrap this up, I got one last question for you. Sure. What's your favorite part about playing in the WBL that keeps you coming back year after
2: year? Mm. So I would say my answer to that is the, the camaraderie. I think when we first started this league, it was kind of very loosely just for fun. Right. Um, and now we stand eight years later and we have a lot of people that buy into this in a serious way. The other thing of it is as we get older, like I said, and people are moving on with their lives, with their career, significant other, whatever. Um, we're not kids anymore. That the realization that we're not kids anymore and we can't just walk outside and knock on each other's doors and say, "Hey, want to hang out and play some whiff ball or play some football or play some basketball, whatever." Um, or just hang out, it doesn't matter. We are now at a point in our lives where seeing each other is a gift because we don't get to hang out nearly as much as we used to so the thing that keeps me keeps me wanting to keep the wbl going is a, you call it sad if you want but if we didn't have the wbl we might be going long time like long periods of time without seeing each other as a group and i think also it brings a larger group of people together because I think it's very apparent that there's, like, me, uh, like, there, like in the core group, it's, like, me, you, Zach, Marcus, Jonathan, Mike, Dan Roach, Alec, um, hopefully I didn't forget anybody, even sort of P. Miller, Fringe, but, and DS, sorry, sorry, DS. Um, I think that core obviously has been together a while, but what the WBL allows us to have is an even bigger outreach to guys like Paul and Billy. And Matt and, and DJ and, and you could count even Miller um, and Cam, like everybody that's in the league now, everybody that's been in the league before, like Berto, when he's played football with us, even Lil B, like it it's it allows us to have an even bigger outreach of guys to get together and have a just a good time with, and you know, not require somebody to spend their entire day with us but spend some time together for a good cause. Like to ha- just have, just have fun like in, in compete because everybody, everybody in the league loves to compete. Um, But I, I mean, yeah, like it's tough these days because there, there are times where I'm thinking about it. It's like, I, I don't see anybody as much as I used to. And, you know, COVID obviously is a big factor in that, but, um, I think an even bigger factor that will probably become more apparent as time goes on. is just um, people are becoming busier and busier with other parts of their lives. And I think the WBL existing is a great way to bring people together, you know, once a week where people can just come in and chit chat. Oh, how's it going? How's everything going with you? Whatever, that kind of thing, you know, and at the Mm -hmm. same time still compete, um, play with a ball, have fun in the sun, you know? Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing that keeps me wanting to come back is just to be able to see everybody, not just a couple of Johns, but, um, but everybody.
0: Hmm. That's a, I think that's a pretty good way to end this interview on a high note. Yeah. Can't, can't, uh, disagree with anything you say there. Um, uh, But do you have any final thoughts you want to get off your chest before we uh, get you on out of here?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Just a PSA to everybody. Um, The Beanfield Bums are 6-3. and Uh, We are surging up the power rankings. Uh, The boys are back in town. We are going to be at the top of these power rankings sooner or later. We are coming for the championship this year. Support your local Beanfield Bums. Um, And uh, hopefully we're back in action soon.
0: All righty. Nick, thanks for coming on.
2: We'll see you down the road. See you down the road, my brother.